Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Southern New England Sports Original, 1037 WEEI. This is Mark and Kitchen. Call the show at 401-737-1287. All right, back here on the Mark and Kitchen Show. Merry Christmas to you and yours. I guess we're there already. Um, so here's the thing, Nick. The New England Patriots need to keep Mac Jones for one more year. Okay, and this is obviously um, imperative, or I guess in order to play this out correctly, it's imperative that the Patriots move on from Bill Belichick because Mac Jones, I'm out on Mac Jones. I was wrong about Mac Jones. I don't think he's the quarterback of the future. All those things exist. You go into the draft, you go get a quarterback, especially if the season continues to tailspin the way it's going. But with him having one more year on his contract, you know, he has shown some signs of, Hey, that's okay. That's, you can work with that. That's pretty good. And I would just like to kind of confirm, hopefully with a competent offensive-minded head coach that comes in here, that Mac Jones is what we think Mac Jones is and that he's not going to have an Alex Smith-like turnaround or start looking like Brock Purdy or Jalen Hurts or something like that and that he is incapable of being the face of the franchise and that it is time to move on. The Patriots absolutely need to go after a quarterback. They need to be looking for the future of the position. I'm, I don't think he's going to be able to do it. Maybe Bill ruined him. Maybe he just was never the guy. Doesn't matter. It looks like he's not the guy. But I would get an offensive-minded head coach. As, as much of an affinity as I have for Gerard Mayo, mm-hmm. it's a quarterback league. I need a quarterback guru. I would get an offensive-minded head coach in here I'd put him with Mac for one more year while this rookie kind of gets his feet settled in. And then I would just confirm that Mac Jones is the quarterback we think he is, which is not the future of this franchise. And then after the year or during the year even, I'd move on and go to this rookie. And I think that'd be a nice little seamless transition for the New England Patriots into the new era. But I would keep Mac Jones around and help him and try to make sure there's no Jim Harbaugh, Alex Smith type turnaround. That's all. Is that a bad idea? No, I don't think so. Um, I mean, you got him on another year on his contract. I I don't think I'm picking up the fifth year, um, obviously, um, and going beyond that. But, yeah, I mean, I've always said, and I've said to Scott, who's standing in front of me housing munchkins right now, housing munchkins. What's his go-to munchkin? Well, he's got the chocolate in his hand right now. Chocolate munchkin? So that's the go-to, yeah. I figured he was a powdered guy. Mark says he figured you were a powdered guy. So, No. Nope, nope. <laughs> he can't speak. He's got so much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he's going to crack open a Diet Coke and get ready for a big basketball game today. Wow. That's very nice. Um, Russ Tyler. <laughs> and Russ Tyler. That's right. Yep. 
The Russ Tyler. I not, feel like not Stop a... brought up another name. I forget who it was, but he brought up another name of a guy he knows that has, like, the name of a celebrity. Nobody has more friends with names of celebrities than Scott does. Interesting. He's yeah. going to ask if he has another. Well, not, you don't have to do it now. But at some point, I want to know if he has another friend that has the same name as somebody that was in a movie or a 90s movie okay. or something. Yeah. I feel like it was last week I heard him say it. Or maybe. Two I don't know what it yeah, was. Yeah, maybe Sorry. something like that. No, that's Mac okay. Mac Jones. No, I, I, I'm with you. Like, I think Mac is a, you know, it's, I've always said to Scott, this is what I was saying. I've always said to Scott that, you know, I think every year, until you find the drop dead, he is the guy, he's your franchise quarterback, he's going to be the next, you know, decade, whatever, you should take shots at quarterback. You should draft a guy every year. You should trade for a veteran. You should whatever. Bring in different guys. You know, I know you invested a first-round pick in Mac Jones, but is he necessarily the guy? Like, look at the Eagles. They invested a first-round pick in Carson Wentz. Wasn't the guy. They kept taking shots at quarterback, taking shots at quarterback. Now they got a guy that seems like he's probably the guy, right? So you just, like, until this guy really, you know, nails it on the head, he's the guy, he's solidified, he is your franchise, you should take shots. So I think, you know, drafting a young guy, you know, if you get a top pick um, and, and then keeping Mac around, I think it can only make for good competition, number one. But two, it can make for sort of a, you know, transition. You know, Mac can, you know, run the offense, I guess. I, I don't know how much more Patriots fans want to watch it. But, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm with you. I, I, I think Mac, I don't think Mac's going to be gone next year. I don't. I, you know, whether he's this, you know, the starting quarterback or the story or, you know, whether they've drafted another guy is another story. But, uh, you know, I, I do think at some point they're, they're going to look at somebody else because I, I just I don't think he's the guy. Let me alter the question a little bit. Okay. Do you think that Mac Jones was destined from day one to not be the guy? As in, do you think he was never the guy? Or do you think ultimately Bill Belichick ruined him? I think Bill played the playbook of how do you uh, ruin a young quarterback. I do. I, I was really encouraged by Mac's rookie year. I thought he was I, – I, I liked the traits that I saw. I liked the – you know, I, I, I thought he was smart. I thought he was accurate. I thought he was running the offense well. I thought he was trending up. I mean, he had one of the best rookie seasons a, a quarterback's had. And yep. then I, they changed I, coordinators. I and then they changed you. coordinators. And they changed the offense around. And they do – like, all these things, I think, contributed to – I think you have to handle a young quarterback with care. I do. And they also never – invested in the way you should in a young quarterback which is take advantage of that rookie deal that he has and spend the big money on a big time receiver or a big time playmaker and they didn't yeah they went out and got tight ends and free agency but did they get that true number one wide receiver that true threat no they didn't and they sort of wasted that time where you can use that time to get a one one receiver pay them the money and not have to pay the quarterback. Maybe ruin him is a little strong. Maybe. Um, and I don't mean to be a hot take, you know, make it a hot take or something like that. Um, but I do agree with you that the reason, or I'll say it this way, Bill Belichick is the reason that Mac Jones was not able to be at his best or was not able to get to his best or achieve his best or whatever you want to say. The primary reason that that did not happen was Bill Belichick. Now, Mac had... A, pl a part of that, and you know, there's some blame to go around. Sure. But Bill Belichick is the primary reason. Maybe ruin is too strong, um, but maybe it isn't. Maybe it is he just ruined him. He had a, a good rookie year, 
He had really good momentum. Obviously, it didn't end the way they wanted to, but still, a lot of positives in that rookie year. He passed the eye test, by and large, right. in his rookie year. They made the playoffs. And unfortunately, and this wasn't really even Mac's fault, the defense was so bad, was so bad, they were never even in a position to see what the quarterback could offer them in a playoff game. Yeah. It was so bad so quickly down the stretch and obviously in that game and special teams. So bad. So you never really even got a true look or a true sense of how Mac Jones would have performed in an actual playoff game. Um, and but then he still you performed that well. What they did the next year. That's the thing. He still performed well. I just remember thinking back to that game and saying, like, one of the only guys that I looked at and said, man, he, he, played, he played well, you know, with what he had was Mac. Yeah, I just remember and you said it with what he had. He never, in addition to all the fiascos that went yeah. on with the coaching staff, the weapons. He never was adequately supported from a, a weapons standpoint on the outside and people he threw the ball to. He, it was some bad luck. I mean, I forget when did James White go down? Was that was Mac here yet? Rookie year. Um, yeah, it was early in his rookie year. He went down. Okay, I believe, so he never had. Year. He he didn't have Edelman. He didn't have White. Like even those guys would have helped. Um, ease him into NFL life. He just never was able to have anybody that, I mean, Jacoby Myers, that was probably the best guy he's had, honestly, most reliable guy he's had. And we like him. He's a good player, but that's yeah. not an explosive, you know, that's not your, that's not well, a guy that's getting you to the Hall of Fame. T today's NFL, and this is why, you know, Scott asked me in the first show whether I thought the game had passed Bill Belichick by. Um, and I think, I still maintain defensively. I still, I still think he's got it. I still think he can coach defense. He can pick good defensive players, and the, the Patriots' defense is always good, solid. You know, they've never had a disastrous year. They're dealing with injuries right now, and I think that's led to some of the decline here. Um, but he's always been good there. Offensively, he never, he hasn't adjusted to what the modern offensive league is now, and that is young quarterback that has a lot of options the best teams you know probably with the exception of the Chiefs because they have Patrick Mahomes and that's just a diamond of the rough guy and he's just special but even then like he has a number one weapon in Travis Kelsey um you know he's had you know number one weapons at receiver in the past when he was a young quarterback they had Tyreek Hill on that team to support him I just think that that part of the game Bill hasn't been able to really identify top elite offensive talent in the draft, and he hasn't supported his young quarterback. You can't win with defense and ground and pound anymore in this modern NFL. Teams are too good, too deep, and too talented offensively. And, of course, you know, the rules protect the quarterback, too, you know, that you just can't touch him, play defense as well. Bill never adjusted to that and, and hasn't been able to adjust to that in you know, so many times in his career, Scott said it, you know, he, he's been a step ahead of the NFL and the way it changes. On this one, finally, he's a step behind. Yeah, but and... you know what's so disappointing about that, though, Nick? Yeah. He was a step ahead, and I know a lot of it was Brady, and I understand all that. But in 2007, he sort of was a step ahead because that offense, he turned into this team or this coach leading a team that had the best offense anybody had ever seen. Right. And he was signing Randy Moss and he was signing Wes Welker and Dante Stallworth came in and it was just, you know, 59 to three or whatever it was killing the Redskins, the uh, Washington team. It's just a team that offensively felt like it was ahead of their time. Yeah. 
and it was Bill Belichick leading it, and obviously that lasted into you know a few years, and then it was like, okay, well, you can't win a championship uh, without any defense, and the defense couldn't stop a nosebleed and all those things, and they had to get back to sort of their defensive roots, uh, but now they've fallen back all the way into defense where it's like trying to be 2001 again, and that's not going to work. Can't do it, yeah. And you haven't been able to, and I think the big thing, like you mentioned, if, 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 if something caught up to him, I think it was never being very good at identifying wide receivers. I think yeah. that's what has caught up to him in this NFL. That how specific thing. It, it's just, it's amazing how killer that 2019 first round pick is. Ugh. Where would, and it's just so many after effects. Like, they take Nikhil Harry, okay? If they had taken anybody else, anybody else in that draft, we saw another guy last weekend that helped the team that beat the Patriots in Foxborough and the Commanders with a guy that was drafted after Nikhil Harry. And Terry McLaurin was in that draft. Imagine if you took Terry McLaurin. If you take A.J. Brown. If you take D.K. Metcalf. The the after effects. Like, what does Brady think? Right. Like, Brady that season, say you draft A.J. Brown, and he's throwing at A.J. Brown. You're like, oh. Well, I got this good young receiver. Oh, maybe I'll stick around. You know, maybe maybe the contracting, uh, we can work it out. You know, you got me a good young receiver. Oh, maybe this, you know, it's trending upward. Instead, you get Nikhil Harry. And and that obviously turns him off even more. And you don't, you could have had one of those elite wide receivers. And Mac could be throwing to A.J. Brown or D.K. Metcalf mm-hmm. or somebody like that. Instead, you are where you are. I mean, I, I just, the after, it blows my mind, the after effects of one really bad first round pick and how that's just sort of a I mean that whole year is just sort of a line of demarcation like where where we're going now sure you know it's, the it's NFL amazing game of inches in more more ways than one um <laughs> wow and just to, to your point you know no you're right that we don't know what Brady would have done we don't know what would have happened there um he still might have laughed. I mean, he probably the still contract was thing. Out. He was probably yeah. out at that point. But it would have been harder if he's got yeah. DK Metcalf that he's throwing to. Yeah. Feels a lot better about it. Like, oh, Bill went out and got me a receiver. Okay, well, I can work with this. I don't mind spending my twilight years with a kid like this. Instead, he gets to kill Harry. Yeah. <laughs> I think a big part of it, too, not so much losing his fastball or the game passing him by. Um, I just think he got too preoccupied with wanting to have people and his friends around that he wanted to work with yeah. and not necessarily doing the things that were best for the football team. Right. And if that's the game passing you by, maybe that's the game passing you by. Maybe that's losing your edge, whatever it is. But he wanted his sons involved. He wanted – I mean, I've always said it, but for crying out loud, Devin McCourty, the big thing he said about Steve Belichick going away was I give him a lot of credit. When he showed up, he admitted he knew nothing. Like, that's the big takeaway you have of Steve <laughs> Belichick. Like – he, that he, you give him credit for admitting he knew nothing when he took the position. Uh, I mean, yeah. So that obviously held them back at points, but you know, it is what it is. Now we know what they need to do. At least we know what they need to do. Right. It's a matter of are they going to do it? I wanted to ask you real quick about, um, and I forget was it this past week? I think it was where Caleb Williams was crying in his mother's arms after losing. Yeah. To Washington. Did that rattle you at all? Because this is obviously probably the consensus top prospect. I know Drake May is right there. We're talking about a team that's going to be in, in the market for a top quarterback. Would that scene there give you any pause about drafting Caleb Williams? I don't think so. No, I don't think so. I'm, I'm about the talent on the field. Like, honestly, I think that happens more often than we think. It just happened to happen in the front row of the stadium. 
like a lot of times I think it just happens behind the scenes, walking out of the locker room, in the tunnel, afterwards with family, spending time there. We just happen to see it on the cameras capture it. Like, and that, that to me is why, like, I, I don't know. I, it doesn't rattle me. Like, the kid's really talented. If he's talented and can play quarterback, I don't care if he laughs, cries, like, whatever. The kid's good. I would take a chance on him. Like, I, I don't know. That didn't rattle me as much as some people. Like, whatever. Yeah, I'm with you. I, I mean, I'm not going to say it was a good look or that yeah. it makes me want him more necessarily. Um, but, yeah, you don't know. I mean, I don't know what was going on in his life. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like, he could have dealing with some stuff in his life that made that happen or it caused that to happen. Or Right. You know, I, I thought it was kind of strange he had his helmet on, but then I get it. You don't want to – you're He's crying your eyes out. His face. You yeah, yeah, yeah. Helmet on. Um, look, that if the bottom line is this, and you sort of alluded to it. If you're the New England Patriots, if the guy has talent – You try. I mean, you can evaluate him against Drake May, and if there's reasons you like Drake May better, maybe that's the determining factor. You didn't like how he was crying – all right, you can convince me. You better be right. Um, yeah. But if that guy is far and away the best talent in the draft, and he checks a lot of the other boxes, leadership. You know, it needs to be more than just talent. Right. I just tweeted, actually, um, the, the drive Tom Brady led in 1999 okay. against Penn State at Penn State, down two touchdowns. Or oh, down, Michigan? Yeah, Michigan at Penn oh, State, cool. down 11 points in the fourth quarter. Of course, he... Rushes for a score, throws a score with two minutes to go. Michigan right. wins. And it's just amazing. You're just watching that thinking again. How a performance like that, just that game. Right. How was the NFL so far off on that guy? Uh, I mean, it's amazing. I know. I know. You know? If it, I mean, so all right, amazing. fine. Not first round. But not the third round or the fourth round. Like, yeah. The guy almost went undrafted. I know the measurables weren't I there. I was going to say, it's the, yeah, that's why we, get, again, that, that to me. What was your point at the top of the show, Mark? Right. Numbers. Right. Numbers. You can't measure it. You couldn't measure what Brady had on the inside, the intangibles. There's no number that tells you that. You just got to see it. You see what and, I'm saying, though? And, that, and yeah. again, Tom Brady, totally unfair. Yep. But that's what he created in that moment for the yeah. University of Michigan. Now, obviously, nobody knew what he was going to be in that moment, um, but – that's what he created by, by performing the way he did in that situation. Because any game thereafter, even if it was just a little bit more, a little bit more, when, the, when Michigan was down at the end, yep. the team, most importantly, the fans, but the team had a feeling that, hey, we got Brady. This guy, he's going to do it. He's going to bring us back. He's going to find a way. That's what that performance does and the culture it creates. That's what the Celtics don't have. They have everything. They have the talent. The the talent, frankly, that Brady didn't have as a football player. Right. But you need a little bit. I'm not asking to be Tom Brady. That's not realistic. But I need a little bit more. I need a little bit more. Yeah. Okay. And if I don't know if Caleb Williams has that. I don't know if Drake. You know, you'd have to do a little bit more of a deep dive. It's not like I'm watching every USC football game. Yeah. Um. You want to know what the cut of his jib's like. You talk to him. You get to know him. Uh, but if he is far and away the best talent and checks the other boxes adequately. I'm not going to – because he's crying in his mom's arms, yeah, not going to draft him. Did his, did his teammates show up to his 21st birthday, Kevin Costner draft day? Like, yeah, that's we're, we're, uh, we're overanalyzing. we got to get to uh, rapid fire real quick, Nick. Did the Patriots win this game in London or in uh, Frankfurt? Sorry. I'm going to say no. Uh, I'm not picking the Patriots until they show it to me. Uh, I Last week really 
really was disappointing with the Commanders. So I, I'm going to say no. I, I, I would. I hope I'm wrong. Maybe mm-hmm. it's reverse psychology here, but every time I've picked them lately, they've just been really disappointing and bad. So I'm going to say they win. Okay. I don't have any reason to say they're going to win. I, they've been so bad, and this is another thing that's been sort of inexplicable. How long have they been so bad at home? I feel like for years oh. now, years. I know they've been bad at home. Bad at home. So the home field, I, I think they're actually going to benefit from being away and being on the road and being in a different country for crying out loud. I think they're going to find a way. I don't know why. I have nothing to support I that like, way. I, I like Mac your faith. A, your faith is, yeah, that's defense that's will do admirable. something. They'll cause some turnovers, and I think they're they're going to. I mean, I can't imagine they're going to be that bad. I never thought they'd be this bad, but I can't imagine they're going to be so bad where it's two and fifteen. You know. Maybe it's something in the uh, maybe it's something in the bratwurst, you know. I just think when when you're when it's really bad, getting as far away from, as possible is as good of a thing as you could have happen. Maybe so they slip. Gonna... Maybe they slip something into the strudel, and then maybe it, maybe it it's propels them to victory for Beal, Beal and the Patriots. I may or may not have listened to uh, "Du Hast" by Rammstein this week, just for the <laughs> hell of it. Because oh my goodness, you had some German uh, flavor to the press conference. All right, when we get baby. back. Rapid fire. This is the Martin Kitchen Show. Nick Coyd in for Kitch. Okay, picture this: it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews, or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.